0: We should do an intro, at least. Okay. You go first, because I'm going to ramble. Camera. What's that?
1: It doesn't have to do with me. Look at the camera. We're
0: talking to people. Yeah, but... Hey, everyone! <laughs> oh, hey. I didn't see you there. <laughs> oh, hey. Uh, it's like, you know the New York State of Mind, the rap song? It's like, how do I start this?
1: <laughs> You're thinking of this way too much. You're overthinking. No, I'm not. I'm just like, oh, okay. I don't know how to start it. You know how to start it. Um, well, who are you? Or do people know who you I'm are? I probably knows. But yeah. if I put it on my channel, no one knows who you are. No, I'm just kidding. No one knows. <laughs>
0: um, hi guys, my name is Dan Bernarelli and I am 24 years old. I have competed in powerlifting once, and I train like a power, like a power builder, as much as I hate to say it, I do powerlifting and spend a ton of time on hypertrophy stuff and Madeline here.
1: I am a WNBF bikini pro and I've been training for about four years, probably three really seriously and I am in my off season now, taking my first real off season knowing what I'm doing and I'm really excited to compete at Worlds in 2020. So for now I'm just gaining weight and putting on as much muscle as possible.
0: She she plans to to get to 135. a real soft uh, soft 135 we're at like
1: 125 right now 126 um (laughs) debating. it depends on how much sodium i have but um yeah hopefully my goal is to kind of be like 130 and looking good so (laughs) that will take a few years but
0: yeah yeah it's it's tough to say like because this is like your first real off season Mm -hmm. and you're training progressively you're eating in a calorie surplus Mm -hmm. so i think I mean, obviously it's not all going to be muscle, but a good percentage of it yeah. is going to be muscle. That's what
1: people don't realize, too. You can't really work your calories up and put on a good amount of muscle without putting on some fat. Like, you just have to accept it, so it's yeah. not... And I think a lot of girls, too, get into competing because they think that they can kind of hold on to their stage look. Um, not shred treads, but, like, being lean enough, and it's kind of like... You kind of have to be uncomfortable with your body in the off-season in order to like actually do well (laughs) and people don't realize that it's not something that you kind of can get into and be comfortable all the time because like even in prep i didn't like how i looked at certain times because i would feel like a pancake like so flat and like not womanly and then now it's like well i feel a little fluffy so I don't know, like, you kind of have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's kind and of, like, the funny thing about bodybuilding. It's body the belt. irony of it. Yeah, it's, like, like, so many people...
0: Because you should spend a bigger percentage of your year gaining. Yeah. And you won't necessarily look like a bodybuilder. Right. like, I know when I start gaining fat, like, my arms get bigger, but, like, much, much less definition. So right. it's, like, he might lift, like, <laughs> casually. He's kind but, of
1: potato. Yeah. He's so <laughs> But potato. not you, I feel like.
0: Well, yeah, but like a lot of people yeah. and like, um, it's, it seems like the best bodybuilders have like, they're either like, sh- they're kind of short and like, mm-hmm. they put on like when they gain weight mm-hmm. in their off season, they don't look good. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, i mean, that so too. Yeah, so
1: true. Yeah. And you kind of want to see like, well, maybe like there is a limit to like putting on body fat mm-hmm. and then people don't realize that too is, like, you can't... So, a mistake that I made, like, a few years ago was I was eating, like, too much and I thought, like, okay, I want to gain muscle so I need to, like, be in a surplus. My surplus was way too much. And I didn't realize that. And I had come from a restricted background, too, so I kind of, like, always had a feeling, like, I'd rather be eating too much than too little. So, that was, like, the mental part of it. But um, people don't realize, like, you don't need a crazy surplus in Mm -hmm. order to put on muscle you more you more so need time and that's the hard part too like people don't realize how slowly if you're natural you put it on so that's why I think like you really have to love training because it's like you can't like look in the mirror every time you train and be like oh yeah I see a new muscle because there's a time when that slows down it does, down ha- does and happen, it yeah. does happen yeah. though at first, at sh- first, like first. yeah you're like oh real. my god <laughs> little pop yeah but.
0: That goes away. Though. It goes away. So, so basically the, the reason we're starting this podcast is because we've done so much wrong and <laughs> that we can, we like to hear ourselves talk too, <laughs> but we also want to... Help other people. Potentially help people. Mm-hmm. Um, could be passive learning mm-hmm. if you want to listen to it in your car or we're going to be uploading it to YouTube. If you get YouTube read, you can listen to it without um, having to worry about looking at your phone while you drive. So yeah. that's pretty CG good. Safety
1: first, people. We're all about that longevity. <laughs> longevity and training.
0: It's why you train like a um <laughs> I'm <not gonna> say. <laughs> We have an inside joke, like you have to train hard but you also can't train like to the point where you're going to go hardcore like the sacrifice to win every time. <laughs> which is referencing a video on YouTube which is great. Mm-hmm. But there is like a the inverted view when you train like in that the range like that you're creating an adaptation but you're not going past it which will lead to more injuries Mm -hmm. or not training enough like you know like probably like 10 cents per muscle group is probably enough Mm -hmm. but then you know like you see a lot of junk volume
1: oh yeah totally and you think that you need to i mean when you're just starting out too you think oh okay more is always better and then you don't realize like especially if you have no training background if you do way too much like your body is gonna be like what are you doing to me so you have to like slowly get into it and then kind of um make sure that you're setting yourself up so that you're not sore for like a week and then you can't get in as much volume mm-hmm. as the person who paced themselves would
0: mm-hmm. i actually i actually never told you this i mm-hmm. when i first started training i would train Three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. No way. Yeah, and I would do like full body every time. Oh and I God. think, I think that's actually like that kind of smart.
1: Yeah, honestly. For Because beginning. how many um, exercises were you doing? Do you remember? A lot. Yeah, a
0: lot. <laughs> I mean, like back then I wasn't that strong, mm-hmm. so you know you can do a squat and throw like 25s and forty five pounds yeah. on it, and you're like, I'll do this, but you know, like you have yeah, no. Yeah, you don't. I really wish I had like recorded it or somehow like mm-hmm. had my training. Um, yeah, like, like the real oldies. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd be so curious to see like what the hell I was doing. Yeah,
1: I remember I would try filming myself at Hobart squatting and like there was no good place to film and it, it would like fall half the time. <laughs> it was what would so fall? bad. My Your phone.
0: phone? Uh, do you have any of those? I <sighs> probably have would be somewhere. awesome I know. See. I like have, I actually, Tuesday. so that's like
1: another video idea. I have a few videos like real oldies where I was, like, front squatting and, like, doing all these movements that I kind of, like, I've always been into form and, like, making sure that that was the most important thing that I was doing and, like, it didn't matter what weight I was using, like, my form had to be perfect, but, like, I want to do a voiceover of, like, old training things and, like, what I would do, like, when I started deadlifts, I would... My form was always great, but I didn't realize, like, having the mirror in front of me at my gym, like, I would look in the mirror, and I would always whip my neck up, and it would throw my back and everything (laughs) off, and I, like, will cringe watching the old videos, but it's like something, you know? We
0: kind of want to, with this podcast, we want to show, like, perspective from a Mm bodybuilder, and then, like, someone who trains more like a powerlifter, and how they intertwine, and how there are similarities and mm-hmm. how there are differences and how probably we we should do more of what the others are doing mm-hmm. in certain aspects because yeah. like a lot of times we as powerlifters we, we don't focus on nutrition mm-hmm. we focus on the big three we don't focus on hypertrophy you know we um we're good with specificity which bodybuilders mostly tend not to be
1: you think yeah, yeah. like the training wise? Yeah, yeah, I'm not
0: saying more like the evidence based ones, but like more as you see, like mm-hmm. in um, different federations, they're trying to confuse the muscle. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're trying to. Um, they're, they're, it's just like kind of all over the board and trying new exercise to.
1: just to, yeah, yeah, be so different. We're because. definitely going to have
0: a podcast, like literally just on like, our, is bodybuilding and powerlifting training that different? Right.
1: And I think bodybuilders too can find benefits to training like a power lifter. I consider myself like the mentalities that I kind of use when I train like my heavier stuff, especially like I go into it thinking like, like I want to lift as much weight as I can. I don't think, okay, I need to squat. And then I'll do like, cause I do with my compound movements, I prefer doing them heavier, like in the rep ranges of like, I don't know, like eight, squ- eight, eight reps for a squat is a lot for me. Mm-hmm. Like I've always been into doing it heavier, so I think like a lot of bodybuilders can benefit from like training um, their big three and just in general heavier than usual because I think a lot of the times like when people are doing like 15 and 20 reps of things it's like just a waste and it's like why don't you just up your weight and like go really heavy. like.
0: I mean, if volume is equated, it probably doesn't make a difference, but my argument is okay, you know, the research shows if volume is equated, you will get similar gains in hypertrophy, Mm -hmm. but that's over like a 12-week study, but then you will gain more strength if you're doing the four to six range. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like how much weight can you really put on with a 20-rep squat? You know know. what I mean? I could probably add five pounds every week, Mm -hmm. but after a certain point, it's like mm -hmm. you wouldn't be able to do it.
1: Yeah. But mm-hmm.
0: that's the problem. And uh, I was going to say... And, something.
1: like, girls I see so often, like, doing, like, plyometric stuff in between their sets. And I'm like, what are you doing? Especially, if, not even, like, in prep, but, like, in off-season, too. It's like you're just spinning your wheels. Like, if you're fatiguing yourself and then you're trying to, like, do... Like, say you're doing jump squats in between your back squats that's not gonna help your back squats and the jump squats are probably just I mean how many calories is that actually burning like
0: I think it's more of the need to feel like they're doing something yeah you know what I mean because like
1: another thing too
0: and I mean usually these same people will bring their all their stuff to failure too yeah so they'll be going to failure and then doing jump squats yeah and do you know how much like just the fatigue from the jump squats after a set of going to failure will fatigue you for your next set. Like it's the volume that's just going down, you know. There's no way that you can get, like, say you're going to go for like 10 reps each set. Mm -hmm. The first one, you bring it to 10 reps of failure, Mm -hmm. do a set of jump squats, and then you rest 30 seconds because it creates a hormone, whatever whatever. the hell that is. (laughs) (laughs) And then you can only probably get like six or seven Mm -hmm. on your next set.
1: And especially too if you're doing it in prep you don't realize like you're trying to hang on to that muscle like I, I always tell Dan like I think I made a bit of progress in the beginning of my prep because it was so long and I did start from kind of a higher body weight than I'd like to so I think I did put on muscle at the beginning but if you're doing like plyometrics and stuff in between your sets during prep and you want to keep that muscle that you already have built, Um, that's not going to help it at all. And, Mm -hmm. like, that would be... You'd kind of be, like, conditioning yourself to lose.
0: And then you're doing, like, a few sessions of 250 calories. And if you're so so
1: tired, and, like, that's not going to help you. And um, a big thing, too, was, like, when I was in prep and still i i can push myself now if i like just feel like sprinting like randomly mm-hmm. i can do that but like a big thing was in prep i made sure to always do like lower intensity to medium kind of intensity cardio cuz there's literally no benefit to like killing yourself running on the treadmill like i mean granted like it does i get in the mood to sprint sometimes but like i literally Can't say the same from prep yeah but like it won't help you if your main goal is to put on muscle or keep it and people don't realize that.
0: And it could actually interfere with recovery Yeah. Too. So say you totally, wanted to squat the next Especially day.
1: in prep. Like, it just goes down the drain, so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's one of those things where you see, like going back to your point about like how powerlifters might not, or how you like to do, uh, heavier weight, mm-hmm. higher intensity, lower volume on mm-hmm. your compound movements, yep. I actually start a block, I'll be doing nines on squats.
1: Oh my god.
0: And it's like, it's light, mm-hmm. but it's like practicing the floor. Yeah, you that's know the other I mean?
1: thing too, like how you're doing conventional um, deadlifts mm-hmm. twice a week, but mm-hmm. it's not like he's doing, he's PRing every week now, like it's just trying to practice Definitely movement. volume PRs, I mean from going from oh, one yeah, time to two Oh yeah, that's time. true, but... Just, like, practicing movements, too, is just as important as, like... Like, when you start... Okay, so, like, we were just benching. He taught me how to bench for the first time. I had never done it before. And we just, like... It's one of those things where if I were to keep it into my split, I would make sure that I wasn't just, like... I mean, it is a new movement, so I'd be adding weight over time and stuff Mm -hmm. pretty fast. But, um... It's one of those things where like you kind of have to like get the movement pattern down before you throw on like way too much weight because that's like so like recipe for injury.
0: No, 100%. And like so say you wanted to build your chest as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say, oh, you have to bench. I would say do not bench. I'd say get on a chest press machine and you don't have Mm -hmm. to learn it. You know, it's just like you don't need any stability. It's just like getting more volume in. like the same thing for squats if i wanted to build my quads as fast as possible
1: you'd be doing like a leg like um, extensions yeah or a hack squat maybe
0: something a little easier yeah mm. but you know too but many like people
1: isolated yeah more
0: and this isolated. is definitely going to be a podcast you know like <laughs> you don't need to squat bench and deadlift mm-hmm. you know what i mean you can uh, kind of do what you know you you kind of need the movement patterns like mm-hmm. in a general sense to hit everything mm-hmm. but you can you know, instead of deadlifting, you could do, there's a lot that deadlift hits, but Mm -hmm. you could do cable pull-throughs, you know, you you just, yeah, exactly, you just have to Mm -hmm. add more, so what a compound movement does is it gets, you know, more muscle, muscle. yeah,
1: Yeah. and that's like what I did the last couple months of prep, instead of doing deadlifts, because they were just so taxing, especially to my, like, lower back, I would do, um, an RDL, and then I always kept my back squats in, actually. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Really? But deadlifts were really hindering recovery. And yeah. I love them so much, but I just had to accept, like, I should be doing smarter things so that I can get all my volume in. Mm-hmm. So I was doing, like, that or a leg press and just, like, equating the volume. Yeah. No, yeah. exactly.
0: So that's, like, the general gist of where we want to go with this podcast. We just literally <laughs> everywhere. went like, everywhere. But um, hopefully. We're, we want to do like one pod one to two per week we don't know yet yeah, but we have like enough ideas for like we have money. i think it was like literally a year worth of yeah. um, podcasts so we're going to try to do it a week and we're we promise we'll do our best to stay on one topic yeah but can't promise can't anything. promise that so um <laughs> we're going to end our podcast with a question of the day and this will be interesting to see like what a bodybuilder thinks versus what a powerlifter thinks mm-hmm. um so say you hit a new PR. Mm -hmm. What, with perfect form,
1: was it really a PR or not? Nope. Okay.